0: Hello, and welcome to the Lake Forest Church Huntersville Sermon Podcast. We are a community of skeptics, spiritual explorers, and longtime followers of Christ. To learn more about who we are as a church and how you can get connected, visit lakeforest.org. Amen. Thank you so much, worship team. Uh, And welcome again to Worship with Lake Forest Church Huntersville. We're a part of the Lake Forest family of churches here in the North Charlotte, North Carolina area. We welcome those of you who are worshiping us here in town. Uh, We have a lot of relatives of our ministry partners worshiping online from around the country. So hello to all of you all. I heard from uh, a family in Indiana worshiping with uh, whose kids go here to Lake Forest. Uh, And some of you are friends from around the world. We're just glad to be worshiping with you, Uh, and it's actually kind of good you're not here in person because I have this whole auditorium to myself to worship dance while the worship team is getting their groove on, Uh, and uh, you really don't want to see that. Uh, I do look forward to when we can see you in person again, and we'll have communication about that in the coming weeks uh, according to North Carolina guidelines, but great to be with you. Lake Forest, we seek to be a church that is particularly welcoming and safe for you wherever you are on your spiritual journey, Uh, for those who are longtime followers of Jesus, for those who are exploring the Christian faith, for those who are like, I don't know if I'm a Christian, maybe I was, I don't know now. Uh, We want to be a place that's nourishing for you spiritually, and you're welcome wherever you fit on that spectrum. Uh, I want to say happy Mother's Day today. Uh, What a special day it is. And hey, something super cool, our lead vocalist, uh, on that last song, Aaron with the red hair, she is a first time mom has a one month old baby so that's pretty fun that she 's leading us in worship today. Happy Mother's Day to you, Aaron. Uh, and listen, some of you are a little bit wistful today because you're missing your mother. maybe she uh, uh, has gone on to be with the Lord. Some of you of us are missing our mothers. I am because we can't be with them physically today like we normally would that's kind of a bummer but it makes me think you know and get a little emotional frankly when i'm just thankful to god for my mother it makes me think of a special song that i always think of her Mama,
1: ooh, mm-hmm. make you cry,
0: if wait 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 wait, wait man, you just hijacked the service. I had a special song. He just went rogue. I thought that one was cooler. He does that sometimes. I mean, sometimes he goes rogue. (laughs) So happy Mother's Day to all of you. And by the way, at the very end of the service, when we say goodbye, go in peace... Hang out, and instead of a QA with Pastor Mike today, we have a bunch of videos sent in by Lake Forest Church kids wishing their moms happy birthday. That's really fun. It's a whole bunch of them at the end of the worship service. Now, um, uh, Lake Forest, thank you for being the church when we can't be at the church. It's super more clear than ever. The church is the people of God and those seeking God, it's not the place. The place is just a tool for doing ministry and discipleship. You are being the church. Number one, your ongoing food donations to the Caterpillar Ministries food bank and to Dove's Nest for the Charlotte Rescue Mission, outstanding. Y'all just keep filling up the lobby and we keep sending it to these people in need. Outstanding way to be the church. And then our children's and youth... Uh, ministry leaders like many of you ministry partners not just staff a ton of you are reaching out to kids and teens individually to make them feel loved at this time outstanding super well done let's stay connected personally at this time and then your faithful giving to those of you who call lake forest home you've you a lot of you have switched to your giving online those who weren't already just again outstanding your generosity is frankly overwhelming and it powers us joining God's mission of love to the world through Jesus Christ. Now, I want to tell you of one opportunity to serve coming up this summer that we're going to do it one way or another, and you're going to have to be chill with the details because you're going to have to see what's going on in late July, but you can go ahead and sign up. We're going to have our one-team soccer camp. Uh, this year because Caterpillar Ministries, the the families of Huntington Green, and our sister church, El Buen Samaritano, are asking that we keep this soccer camp. We'll figure out how to do it safely, okay? But love for you to serve. Here's what's super cool about this soccer camp. This is Lake Forest Church kids in the soccer camp and uh, the kids of many uh, recent immigrant families here doing soccer camp together while we love on them and coach them. It's a way of of playing out the the biblical mandate that God says so many times in the Bible that the people of God are to be welcoming to the stranger, the foreigner, the refugee, the immigrant. And this is our way of playing that out. We'd love for you to join in on soccer camp. Now, I want to remind you of one thing before we get to the message. We're going to serve communion after the message today. You were given multiple emails and messages, so if you missed it, um, sorry. But uh, go right now and get a fruit of the, the bread, some kind of bread, and get some kind of a, a juice or, or even wine uh, if you're not in recovery. Uh, and uh, some of us have chosen a special plate. Maybe you have a plate from your grandmama that means something to you or a special cup from an anniversary or something. Uh, we want this to be very special. We'll explain more about it in a while, but, but communion will be for those who've publicly put their faith in Jesus Christ and will share it uh, in the Spirit together. Now, uh, in just a moment, you're going to see a quick video of our remix, a bunch of our remix teenagers rehearsing the fruit of the Spirit because that's our sermon series. And I'm excited that our minister, Cammie Howard, is sharing the message today on the fruit of the Spirit called peace. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, Every one of us worshiping together right now, we need your peace. We need the peace that comes from you through the Holy Spirit because our own peace that we can wamp up is not enough right now. And I pray that you will give that to us even during this worship service. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
1: The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self control the fruit of the spirit is love peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness self control
0: Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control.
1: Whoa! Social distancing! (laughs) Thank you, Remixers. Well, good morning and welcome to Lake Forest Church. Mike has started each week with a sip of coffee. Because many of you are just sitting at home, chilling in your pajamas, maybe not outside today because it's a little cold, but what we're going to do is I want you to lift your cup of coffee or, as Mike says, your veggie drink, and we're going to take a sip together. Okay, ready? Here we go. Mm. Mmm. Y'all, God, that's so, so good. Okay, again, my name is Cammie, and I'm on staff here at Lake Forest. I'm so glad to be with you here virtually this morning. I have been on staff almost 10 years, which is very hard to believe, and I absolutely love my job. One of the main reasons that I love my job is because of you. We cannot wait to see you in person and watch out because we've got some big hugs coming your way. So how many of you want to experience a peaceful life, a life that is full of peace, Raise your hand if that's you. Now, for all of us, whether you are just beginning a spiritual journey, you're just checking things out, whether you have been burned by church, but you want to give it another shot, whether you have been a Christian for two months or 20 years, I believe that we all desire peace. And because of that, I believe that God has a message for you this morning and a message for me. So, we are in a series called Fruit of the Spirit, which, believe it or not, we decided to do this series eight months ago. So, God knew then what we would need to know now. Now, we have talked each week about how we cannot produce fruit in our lives without the Holy Spirit. The beginning of Galatians 5.22 says, The fruit of the spirit are. The word spirit is so important here. This fruit is born out of a life connected to Christ, who is at work in our lives if we follow him. This does not say the fruit of kami are. It doesn't say the fruit of insert your name are, because again, we cannot produce this fruit on our own. And if we're going to experience the fruit of peace, which I'm going to talk about this morning, we have to remember it is the fruit of the Spirit that is going to do that. So I want to say there has been no other time in my life that I have desired peace more than I have these past couple months. I mean, no doubt, this has been one of the strangest times of my life. And I'm guessing it's been one of the strangest times in your life as well. When this first started, the only descriptor I felt like I was using was weird. This is so weird. I can't believe how weird I'm feeling. But one of the ways that for me that I've been able to, I guess, laugh here and there during the quarantine is by the memes. I mean, you guys, the memes have been on Point. So this morning, I want to show you a few of my favorite memes. So here we go. Before quarantine, after quarantine. I mean, come on, we're going to have some good looking houses when this is over. Okay, the next one. 2020 came out all looking like a warm chocolate chip cookie. Then one bite, and bam, oatmeal raisin. I mean, come on, that's gross. Okay, Zoom meeting, audio only and with video. Let's see who's really behind COVID-19. It's Zoom. I mean, come on. And then this last one. If you thought toilet paper was crazy, just wait until 300 million people all want their hair and their nails done at the same time. So I've experienced peace at some points in my life during the quarantine, but for the most part, it's been the most real when I've gone to the grocery store. Here I am, look, nobody around me. And I needed to take a picture of this so that I could remember this time. So how about this? I want you to turn to somebody around you or phone a friend or text somebody who you know is watching. And I want you to ask them this question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how peaceful do they think you have been during these last eight weeks? So, in the midst of all that's going on right now, or really any time in our lives, how can we find peace? Well, this morning, we're going to look at the fruit of the spirit of peace. And we're going to look to the Bible, which is the only source of truth for our answers this morning. In the Life Application Bible, it says... Peace is an inner quietness and trust in God's sovereignty and justice, even in the face of adverse circumstances, a state of tranquility or quiet. The greatest enemies of peace are anxiety and worry. Now, I've experienced great anxiety before. The anxiety that I've experienced the most is flying. I used to hate To fly, And let me tell you why. So I was on a flight coming back from Disney with a good friend of mine. And just to give you a time reference, this was when OJ was being chased down the highway. So that was a little ways away from where we are now. So we're on this flight. All of a sudden, we start experiencing some major turbulence. You know the kind, like when all of a sudden the plane drops and then it comes back up? and then it drops. Well, guess what? Some things were kind of flying through the air. I was freaking out, but the kids around me, some of them were laughing because they thought this was another ride at Disney. So then the pilot comes on. I am gripping the armrest so tightly. The pilot comes on and he says, we're going to need you to put your seatbelts on because we're experiencing some turbulence. No, really? I yelled that out. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. So we had a rough landing, but when we landed, everybody was clapping, and it was then that I made the decision, I'm never going to fly again, and this became so serious in my life, so much so that my husband, Philip, was offered a trip for he and I to go for free from his work to a resort at the Dominican Republic for five days. And I wouldn't go because I was afraid of flying. I know, you are like freaking out right now. So Philip went by himself. So how am I doing today with all this? Thank you for asking. I'm doing much better. In fact, I actually took a class online called The Fear of Flying. So if you need to get over this too, come talk to me. Well, there have been many times in my life that I've prayed for peace. It could be a big decision that I needed to make, but oftentimes it's been praying for peace in relationships. Well, I've reached out in the past couple weeks, I reached out to about 30 LFC people, and I asked them this question In what areas of your life have you frequently asked God for peace? In other words, in what area of your lives have you experienced the most anxiety and worry and therefore have prayed for peace? Now before I read some of these answers, I wanna encourage you, if you hear some that you can relate to, go ahead and raise your hand. Here we go. Marriage, especially conflict in marriage. The loss of a job and then finding employment again. We've experienced that in our family firsthand. After 30 years, my husband lost his job. And this can produce great anxiety. And I know today there are many of you out there that are experiencing that same thing. Selling and buying a house. Schooling, and I would add homeschooling for the new homeschool moms. A strained relationship with a family member. Being overwhelmed by responsibilities and regret healing in relationships, comparison, mental health, decisions about my future, peace regarding his plan, learning to calm down my mind, taking care of aging parents, letting go of perfection, fear that tragedy is right around the corner, fear that I will get cancer, Fear about future finances for retirement. Fear about finances in general, and battles with loneliness. And then some of the teenagers that I asked, here's what they said. Family relationships, living up to certain standards, worry over my relationships, am I annoying? Do people really like me? worry that they're not doing enough, whether it's in school or other areas of their lives and feel like they're not working hard enough. But the most common answer was their future. In fact, almost everyone said that. So these are places where some LFC folks have experienced anxiety, but we know that fear and anxiety have ramped up during this pandemic. This is from the CDC. The outbreak of coronavirus disease 2019 may be stressful for all people. Fear and anxiety about a disease can be overwhelming and can cause strong emotions in both children and adults. Stress during an infectious disease outbreak can include fear and worry about your own health and the health of your loved ones, Changes in sleep or eating patterns. Difficulty sleeping or concentrating. I know that I have experienced both of those. Worsening of chronic health problems. Worsening of mental health conditions. And increased use of alcohol, tobacco, or other drugs. Anxiety is real. I don't need to tell you that today. Today. One of my favorite authors, Max Lucado, says this, The presence of anxiety is unavoidable, but the prison of anxiety is optional. How can the prison of anxiety be optional for us? How can we truly achieve the peace that God intended? How can we develop the fruit of the spirit of peace in our lives? The answer is Jesus Christ. And that's not just the Sunday school answer. That is the answer. Ephesians 2.14 says, He himself is our peace. Jesus himself is our peace. For us to truly bear fruit, to experience what God has for us through the Holy Spirit, we need to be connected to him. John 15, 4 and 5, Jesus says this. He says, remain in me and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain on the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. If I'm not connected to Christ, I will not be able to bear fruit. Then it says, apart from me, you can do what? Apart from me, you can do all things? No. It says, apart from me, you can do nothing. I often find myself, I don't know about you, living my life as though this verse says, apart from you, I can do some things, but those some things are not going to bear lasting fruit. It's very clear. And the word remain means to stay in the same place. So we are to hang out with Jesus. We are to spend time with him. We are to remain in him. Now, are any of us able to do this all the time? No, of course not. But I believe in these verses, what we're reminded of is that we cannot muster this fruit up in our lives. I love this quote by a pastor named J.D. Greer of the Summit Church. He says, some Christians approach spiritual growth like stapling roses to a dead rosebush. But stapling roses on a dead plant doesn't fix the real problem. In the same way, you won't grow spiritually by trying to add love, joy, peace, and everything else to your life. You can only do it by driving your roots deep into Christ. The more you embrace his love and promise in the gospel, the more spiritual fruits will appear naturally in your life. So we can only experience fruit in our lives by staying connected to him. Now, another way that we can experience peace is to allow the truth that Jesus spoke to his disciples before he left the earth. He not only promised them the Holy Spirit, but he also said this in John fourteen twenty seven. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Did you hear that? He said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Now, if there's anyone's peace that I want, It's the peace that Christ offers. And again, I want to drive this home. He says, my peace I give to you, not the world's peace. Now, if we were going to a friend right now and we said, gosh, I just want to experience some peace in my life, what might they say? Some of them might say, you just need to go on a vacation, leave all the things behind, and get out of here. They might say, hey, You need to just pour a glass of wine and chill out. They might say, go take a bubble bath. They might say, get out in nature. You're going to find peace there. You know what? All those things can give us peace for a time, but they don't give us a peace that is lasting. Peace is found outside of our circumstances, and we can experience peace despite our circumstances. We experience peace by where we place our trust. Now, if we're putting our trust in our circumstances right now, we're going to likely worry and have anxiety even more than usual. One minute, if we're looking for peace in our circumstances, one minute, our circumstances might be great. Another minute, they might be awful. So if we're putting our trust in our circumstances, we are putting our trust on shaky ground. We may have just lost our job. Maybe we've lost someone recently to death. Maybe your marriage was really strained before all this started, which I know from talking to some of you, that's been the case. And throughout being home, it hasn't gotten better. It's only gotten worse. Many of you have missed things that you were really looking forward to, especially high school seniors. So it can be hard to find peace in our circumstances, but the peace that is found apart from our circumstances is found in Christ, and that is a peace that is lasting. Tim Keller, a pastor and an author, his definition of peace is this, confidence and rest in the wisdom and sovereignty of God more than your own. Confidence and rest in the wisdom and sovereignty of God more than your own. Confidence and rest, abiding in him, is the only way that we are really going to find it. That's the only way. I do believe that God is good. I don't understand what's happening in this world any more than you do, but I do trust that God is good, and I try to remember that throughout this time. So again, the peace that Jesus gives to us is not the peace that the world gives. He says clearly, I do not give to you as the world gives. In fact, right now, if we are looking to the world to give us peace, we're not going to find it there. Many of us have been having a steady diet of news and social media. I've heard from a lot of people that their anxiety has experienced a real uptick during this time. Just this past week on social media, there was more than I've ever seen of conflict between people. Videos would come up, videos would be taken down. If we are looking for peace through the world, we are not going to find it. Do you feel more peace before... Or after you get on social media? I definitely know what the answer is for me. So if you are having a steady diet of news and social media, I want to encourage you today, change your diet. Jesus says, I do not give you as the world gives. The world will give us worry, but Jesus gives us peace. And then the end of John fourteen twenty seven, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Now I want I want us to look at one last section of scripture this morning. This passage may be familiar to some of you this morning. This passage has been one that's important in my whole life. It's been important, but especially right now. Philippians four six and seven. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Wait a minute. Do not be anxious about anything. I mean, really? Are you for real? Well, that's not easy. It's like when you tell someone, if they're telling you something that they are really concerned about and they're telling you that and then you say, oh, come on, just don't worry about it. You want to hit that person. Why? Because they don't really know what you're going through. But guess what? Paul does not stop there. He doesn't just say, do not be anxious about anything. But he goes on, and he gives up us a prescription of how to not be anxious he says in every situation every yes every well what does that mean it means every in every situation that you encounter whatever it is that you're going through do this instead of being anxious he says in every situation by prayer and petition Present your requests to God. Replace your worry with prayer. In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, we can be thankful even in the toughest of situations. He then uses the word present, which literally means to reveal, to offer. Now, when I present something to someone, I'm not presenting that in hopes that I will then get it back. So here we hear that God is saying to us, present your requests to God. So presenting your requests to God means leaving them with him, not taking them back, which unfortunately I do some of the times. Then Paul goes on to say in Philippians 4, 7, "...and the peace of God, not the peace of your circumstances." That transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. To guard means to stand watch. This peace can stand watch over your heart and your mind. Pray to experience this type of peace. And the peace will come. This is a promise. This peace of God is more than our human minds will ever be able to understand. Peace is something only born of the fruit of the Spirit. Now, have you ever said, I have no explanation why, but I am experiencing peace in my life? Now, you may say that, and someone might say to you, oh, you're just in denial. Sometimes this peace is hard to understand. They might say, oh, well, wait, did you get another job? Nope, I didn't get another job. Well, so things must have gotten a lot better in your life. Nope, things haven't gotten better. In fact, they've gotten worse. That, my friends, is the peace that passes all human understanding. C.S. Lewis says, Prayer isn't about changing God. Prayer is about changing me. When we do what Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says... We will be changed. One practice that I do, and this might be something that you want to do at home, I'd encourage you, if so, go ahead and take a picture of the screen. First of all, I write at the top of a piece of paper or in my journal, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then I write down all the things that I'm anxious about, unplugged version, and I pray over these in the form of requests to God. And then I present and offer those requests to God. And then at the bottom I write, and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. This is a tangible way for me to apply these verses. So I want to close today by giving you some truths that I want you to take with you today. If you want to experience the fruit of peace in your life, then remember these things. Number one, you need to abide in Christ. You need to stay connected to him. John 15, 5, apart from him, you can do nothing read his word spend time with him spend time with other believers that will help you be more connected to him and if you don't know how to do this please reach out to me or another staff person who will be able to guide and direct you number two the peace that Jesus gives is not the peace that the world gives so don't look for it there His peace is lasting. What you get from the world at most is temporary. And number three, practice Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Even memorize it. Put it on a note card where you will be able to see it. And maybe if it's helpful for you, then go ahead and do the exercise that I just mentioned. Now, as we close, my friend Aaron and the band are going to come up, and they're going to sing one of my favorite songs right now. And what I want you to do during this song, if you can, close your eyes. If a toddler's going to run off with a knife, don't do that. But in this time, I want you to pray. Pray that God will bring up some things, some prayers that you need to hand over to present to him. Maybe write some down beside you. But as these words wash over you this morning, I pray that you will find the peace that passes understanding. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much that your word is true. God, thank you that you love us. God, that you desire for us not to look to the world, but to look to you. Thank you, Jesus, that you say, it's my peace that I give to you, not what you can find in the world. So Father, I pray that even during this time, you will help us to give things over to you. And I pray all this in Jesus' name, amen.